Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast After Dark, the after show where we talk about a variety of random topics that are of no importance to anyone. That said, we are extremely grateful to all of our patrons at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. That's patreon.com slash the word filmpodcast, or the phrase filmpodcast, I should say. Thanks to all of you for supporting the Slash Filmcast After Dark. And starting in 2021, uh, it will be the only way to get these episodes is by going to patreon.com slash filmpodcast. So... Uh, again, thanks. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, do check that out. Okay, so today's topic, which we got a request for from a few people, is the new generation of video game consoles. Specifically, uh, Microsoft and Sony have released new video game consoles in the last week, the Xbox Series S and Series X from Microsoft, and the PlayStation 5 from Sony. Big freaking deals, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we have some, uh, some amount of expertise in this podcast to be able to talk about this. Um, Jeff has been reviewing and discussing video games professionally for about a decade. Devendra has been in tech for about that long. And um, I used to work at, at Xbox in the marketing department. Um, and so got some friends there uh, that I'm rooting for. Uh, that said, uh, I only have a PlayStation 5 right now because, <laughs> um, you know, the Xbox Series X is supply constrained, as they say. So I was not able to get one. I ordered one from Microsoft and it'll some be arriving. Friends. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I mean, I you know, w- when you need a extremely valuable piece of hardware like the Xbox Series X, they're nowhere to be found. Um, it's okay. They, but, they were probably uh, waiting for a TV invite at some point too, and uh, <laughs> just didn't get it. <laughs> Got nothing. It's a callback, callback nice. to Lovecraft Country. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I had a few thoughts to to share, but uh, it, it sounds like you both have both consoles, right, Devendra? I, I, I watched your reviews, but I didn't know if you still are like you get to keep them, Devendra, or did you buy them for yourself, like? You have both consoles, right? I have them both right now. Uh, they have not taken them away from me. Eventually, they they will go back to their companies, and I'll have to get them. Uh, but yeah, I have both with me right now. I've spent a ton of time with them. I've written thousands of words, some of the longest reviews I've ever written, and some of the longest videos I've ever you know uh, yeah. produced. I, I watched um, so, uh, I watched yeah. those videos, and they're very enjoyable. So I'd recommend you check oh, out Devinder's video reviews. Um, Jeff, did you? Um, did you, did you get them given to you or did you have to buy them? Like, how did you even I get them? I purchased both of them. Uh, I purchased an Xbox Series X and an, a PlayStation 5. Uh, I, I have not had any experience with the Xbox Series S. Yeah. Um, how, how did you buy them? It sounds very cute. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you buy them? Like, uh, or, diligence or and hard work, Dave. I, I actually bought my Xbox from the Microsoft store as well on the, yeah. the moment it launched. Uh, and I, I actually pre ordered two playstation 5s uh redundant in fact actually at one point i had three playstation 5s pre-ordered uh <laughs> for redundancy because people were getting you know messages from amazon right. saying your right, pre-order right. has been canceled and there were it was a lot of it was a mess the the yeah. day of of the pre-order launches for both consoles was a real mess the uh, the video game industry which theoretically uh is very tech heavy could not seem to uh, make slash sell enough product to satisfy demand. Yeah. basically, right. Apple is the only person that knows how to do this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was a weird time, and uh, I had zero confidence until it actually showed up at my door mm-hmm. that my PlayStation Five pre order was actually going to arrive. Right? Yeah, like me too. I That's why I had two. <laughs> I, I pre ordered on Amazon, um, and. It was through like a weird page on Amazon. Like it was through like the, it wasn't like the main detail page with the buy box. It was like some other like direct link to the product. And I was just like, 
I don't usually use this when I'm adding stuff to my cart. And I added it and I was like, okay, well, hopefully in like two and a half months, it actually shows up. And it yeah. did. That's the special and, link that appears for, yeah, these these crazy buys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I gave, by the way, I, I delivered my, or not delivered, he came and picked it up, but Anthony Carboni came and got my PlayStation, my second PlayStation 5. He paid me for it, but it was, uh, <laughs> that it, it found it, it found that a good was home. the markup for, for Anthony. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, he, the, the real friend, benefit was that i i you know i gave it to him at cost because like this thing's this thing's worth its weight in gold right now yeah yeah i mean you could have you he has caught anthony your friendship with anthony carboni has cost you like three hundred dollars at this point. oh dude way more than that let's be honest it's uh so uh first of all i i just want to start by saying this uh I, i have had the playstation 5 and i've been playing miles morales spider man miles morales on it and it is an incredible experience. Like it just not not only uh, you know I think it was Jeff Grubb that put it this way, but basically like like it, it, like playing the next generation of consoles made him retroactively angry at the previous generation of consoles. Yep, right? I put because, that in my reviews because they screwed us. Yeah, because because the the last generation of consoles, right? PlayStation Four and Xbox One mm-hmm. came out of a very like the weird whole generation, including the mid gen stuff. But yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly right. And it came out at a very weird time mm-hmm. because I think that this was like roughly around the time that like smartphones were taken off. Um, but it was like 2012. Yeah. So like smartphones yeah. were entrenched, but, but they were already a thing. They were already a thing. Not. But, but yeah. it's like, it's like, it, you know, uh, it was a huge deal at the time that like Xbox was like, okay, we got to own the living room, right? You got to be able to, you got to have a connect and you got to be able to what interact the hell with your voice. You got to yeah. have, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, you, you have to be able to plug in your cable box into the Xbox well, and yeah. it's going to be like the, the idea of it, device. It, right. it was called the Xbox one because it was yes. supposed to be input one on your television. Correct. Right. Oh, like that's God. how antiquated the entire idea behind it is, is like you, it's input one and then you plug everything into this. And then this into your TV. Right, right. And there was a whole, they actually spun up a whole uh, studio. They're going to make a whole studio. They're going to make shows, right, yeah. through the studio, that, that, which uh, is a plan that never actually ended up really happening. They made a couple things, but it, it didn't and end up becoming. All yeah. of the functionality uh, of the Connect, <laughs> yes, but all of the co- functionality of you'll be able to be playing a game and watch television picture in picture that is uh, be streamed through the box, all of that abandoned very very fast uh but that was the idea behind it is that it was going to be this transmedia device where you you know you play a video game and watch television and it all happens and you get achievements for watching tv shows and there's all you know it's all happening all at the same time on in different windows on your screen and yeah none of it was meanwhile the gamers were like I, I want to play games. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy for me to change inputs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, what a, what the, a disaster. Yeah. W- well, the thing is, like, it was designed, like, the whole architecture, you know, was designed wanting to be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you have, what, like a 5,500 RPM hard drive in that thing, right? Like, it's like, yeah. uh, it, it kind of really limited what was really possible from a gaming perspective for yeah. for an entire generation and not just xbox we should point out i mean playstation uh 4 also had limitations but, as well. well let me let me be absolutely clear here 
whatever the hell Microsoft was doing, just going back, because I covered some of the early Xbox One stuff too, it sounded so cool, but you look at it now, it's just like all marketing garbage, guys. You didn't have to put a connect in every single box. Sure, it was like vaguely successful in the 360, but that was your death knell, because you released a $500 box that was $100 more than the PlayStation 4, which was a more powerful gaming console. That's, that's all it is. I actually Just remember, I vividly, I vividly remember watching a Jeff Kanata YouTube video Yeah, at the time where you had just been at E3, I think it was Jeff. Mm-hmm. And you had said, at the end of the day, one of the consoles is $500 and yes. the other one is $400. Yeah. And, and the like, $400 one plays games better. Hmm. Yeah. And so well, I yeah. will say, though, in retrospect, Microsoft was just a little bit ahead of the game as far as, you know, these these. Amazon Echo and Google sure, Home sure, sure. type devices, like that's what Connect really was. Mm-hmm. They just didn't use it that way. Well, it, it was one aspect of Connect, right? It was, right. It was the one aspect I used. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I used that aspect quite a bit. But this is Microsoft's problem, or at least old Microsoft, like pre Satya Nadella, was just like you're, you're too early, guys. Like we can't, right. we can't do this right now. Web TV, whole bunch of shit, um, just not right, not quite ready. For it, and even the uh, I think even the original Xbox was like one of those, or at least like that was kind of yeah. a failure, but it at least built it was, into something. Yeah, it was broadband only. It was yeah, they did not support fifty six k modems in the first Xbox, and it was scandalous. It was scandalous because like you're excluding such a huge portion of America that yeah. doesn't have broadband mm, yeah. <laughs> broadband access, and it was like we only support <laughs> you know. Uh, of fast internet speeds uh, at that time, which was not very fast, mm-hmm. but ultimately that worked out in their favor because by the by the middle of the first Xbox's life, everybody sort of was transitioning there, and it really, you know, by Xbox yeah. 360, they, they owned yeah. they owned that generation, yeah, because they were early to the multiplayer revolution of you know playing on right. the internet. Right. Um, so but, yeah, so the point so the point I was making was just like the last generation of consoles was a little weird. Uh, at least from the really Xbox weird, side. Really weird, really slow. Yeah. And really slow. And that's the thing, is when I fired up Miles Morales uh, <laughs> on PS5, and you fire up that amazing evocative uh, launch screen, you press X to start the game, and then 12 seconds later, mm-hmm. the game begins. Like, you're in the world, you can f- start jumping around. It's inc- It's an incredible feeling. And also... It made me reflect on how much time in my life I've spent wasting, like waste I've wasted of my life just looking at loading screens. Yeah. Red Dead you know, Redemption like, Two used to take like ninety seconds to load on the Xbox One X. So, so, so yeah. just the idea of playing lap, a game, you know? just yeah. the, just the idea of playing a game, and you can like press a button and bloop, you're there. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a neg, it's not no load times, but it's like negligible load negligible. times. It's and also like it, the, Miles Morales is a crazy thing where you're just like in. Like there's one of the early scenes, right? You're in his apartment and you just hit a button and boom, you're out in New York and you're just swinging yeah. around. Yeah. It's just or like if you use the that, fast travel, yeah. it literally like fades to black and fades yeah. up. Yeah. Whereas the PlayStation 4 version, which I also played, um, you know, you have these scenes where he's like standing on the subway and hanging, holding on. And yeah. those are I cute. I kind of want to see some of those, but yeah. Yeah they're, yeah, they're super cute, but they're evidently unnecessary at this point it's kind of yeah. yeah when i fast travel it just it takes it, mm-hmm. the fast traveling around the map it takes mm-hmm. five seconds the whole tops, opening tops. sequence of miles morales by the way is just like 
So look good. at what we could do. It's such a it's such a flex because it's just like, you know, it starts in ray tracing mode. That's the quality mode. And I actually turned that off because I think the 60 FPS mode just looks plays better. It feels better to play. Uh, but that whole sequence where you're at one point, you know, you're on Rhino. He jumps into a mall and you're yeah. in the middle of a fully rendered mall running through it. And then he jumps out of the mall and you're back in the city. And it's like it's seamless. It's so big. The world is so fully realized. Like this is something we've never seen before. And yeah, it would have been impossible on either previous system. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I, uh, I really am enjoying it, but I, I think what's so fascinating to me is how different the philosophies of these two different companies are right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you have PlayStation, which was wildly successful with PlayStation 4. I think they sold over 100 million units yes. of PlayStation yep. 4, right? So uh, they completely bested Xbox. Just, yep. I think, uh, I, I don't know if sales figures under, are public, but Under like, 50 million. Yeah, it's like Xbox. roughly half. They sold, r- r- like, so PlayStation sold roughly double what Xbox sold, which is just, like, a, a yep. pretty big accomplishment. And, and the Nintendo play- Switch, by the way, which came out years after the Xbox One uh it's, also it's like in between. It's like yeah. 75 million. So also outsold the Xbox One. Yeah. So, man. so um but what's interesting to me is that PlayStation has responded to that by basically saying, hey, the thing that we just did, we're just gonna do that, but more of that. Like yeah. the yeah. controller for the PlayStation is awesome. The uh dual sense, like the the haptic mm-hmm. feedback and stuff, it's like the responsive triggers. It's amazing. It's amazing. Feel good. There's a speaker yeah. in the in the <laughs> controller now that like can make noises. There's a microphone in the controller. Um, the the console is massive in terms of its size. It's just like, hey, everything that we did last uh, generation, we're just gonna do that, but more. Right? I don't feel like the size and, is like a good aspect. Like I, I have concerns about the design of that whole thing. But hey, they're they're delivering you know fast games, and that's really what people care about. Yeah, and and Xbox is like, hey, the controller is the same. Um, not only not only is the controller the same, but there's basically no exclusives, yeah. right? And their whole uh, seemingly the long game is getting you uh, hooked on Xbox Game Pass, which is mm-hmm. their uh, version of Netflix, right? And if successful, uh, would be like a very very exciting new business model for video games. And I actually mm-hmm. like. I, I'm really excited about Xbox Game Pass. I, I actually hope to one day work for Xbox Game Pass again, like to go back to Microsoft and like potentially, because they're like, I think they're writing the future of what video games they are. are. They are. I think like um, Game Pass has been the best deal in gaming for years. Oh, like by I, I am far. Like, yeah, I spend most of my time when I'm playing console games, I'm on, you know, I'm on Xbox, but I also do a lot of PC gaming. And even though I have a huge Steam library, like there, there's some good stuff. Gears Tactics was exclusive to PC. Um, you know, and that came just within part of Game Pass. But I think like the ultimate deal, by the way, is just the freaking all access thing, right? Where it's like 25 bucks a month, you get the Xbox Series S and you, you, you get know, the hardware everything. as well, yeah. right? Or yeah, 35 right. for the Xbox Series X. And I'm sure that'll be even more tempting once the hardware is back in stock. But that deal, spending that, just that chunk of money. So you're not spending $500 up front. Um, I think it's really smart to me. That is the whole feature. Oh, yeah. the services plus the subscription. Yeah. But yeah, like play, PlayStation is really like doubling down on like, we have like these amazing exclusives. Mm-hmm. They're proven. Um, they've all sold tens of millions of copies and we're just going to keep making those. And Xbox is like, Hey, guess what? D- doesn't, doesn't even matter which console you're using. You can be using sure. it on a PC. You can be using an eight year old piece of hardware, 
doesn't matter. Like it's all gonna play. It might not play your, very well. Or your phone. But, yeah, or your, or your phone. phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so they're happy just, to you know with Project X Cloud and everything. They're happy you using Game Pass on any device. You know, I I would be surprised if we don't see a future version of that, even like perhaps on a Sony device or a, more likely on a Switch. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's kind of been fascinating to see like. It's not just like, oh, hey, these are two consoles like, that are really, really similar. I mean, they're similar in some ways in the sense that like, their, their power is roughly the they're same. They're basically like, exactly the same hardware-wise. But like, it's they're like both the running full, yeah, AMD processors. Same company, yeah. Yeah, the same AMD GPU. Like, it's the same. They're both doing the same super-fast SSD stuff, just a little differently. Uh, they have different names for that tech. But the hardware underneath, like, you're... These these machines are so close to being similar. It's really the trappings around them. That right, makes the them trappings really around them, the philosophy animating the companies, the yeah. approach to software um, is all quite different. And so uh, I, I just think that's that's uh, that's kind of fascinating to observe and, and exciting to see how it plays out. So, mm-hmm. um, but okay, going back to Miles Morales, I think one of the one of the things that's kind of unfortunate about this new situation is. Like ray tracing, obviously a big thing. And for those who don't know what ray tracing is, short version is it basically like makes it so that the reflections, you know, and and how light works in the games looks more realistic. Yeah. And in Spider-Man Miles Morales, there is a ray tracing mode, or, or it's a fidelity. It's called fidelity mode, or you can choose performance mode, which gives up the ray tracing, but it runs at sixty frames per second. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I was really excited about ray tracing. <laughs> then I saw the game running at 60 frames per yep. second, and I was like, I can't. Like, yep. it's literally, I, I never thought I would care about this. You can't go back. Honest, you guys. Never thought I'd care about this. Like, who cares if it's 60 frames per second? I'm fine with, like, 25, 30 frames per second. I mean, movies are 24 frames per second. So, like, yeah. I'm never going to need more than 24 frames per second. You're not controlling a movie, right? You're not controlling <laughs> the character and having them respond to buttons you press. And it turns out the more frames, the the smoother everything looks yeah. and feels and it turns out that's good for games yeah it, it's literally like hd to non hd for me now yeah. it's literally yes. like yes. if it's not 60 frames per second get this out it, of my it eyes. looks bad yeah. to me yeah um but jeff i'm curious about you like are you a fidelity guy or are you a performance guy when it comes to spider-man miles morales like wh- which would you rather choose like the ray tracing or the 60 frames per second or or more or- than 60 frames per, se- per second I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I was a PC guy first and my heart mm-hmm. is always on the PC. So I like no compromises. Yeah. <laughs> I want yep. the rays traced and the frame listen, rate high. Listen, Jeff, this is console land and it's all about <laughs> compromise over here. Yeah. 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 I, I think we're going to get to a point where they're going to remove that option from the end user for a lot of these console games. Like they're not really? going to, I, yeah, I think that that is a cross gen, uh, I see a, a feature that only exists because a lot of these games are cross-gen and, and they are just kind of bumping up is basically sliders. You know, they're, they're adding things. These are additive experiences. You know, I played miles Morales on PlayStation four, and I'm here to tell you if you can't get your hands on a PlayStation five, it's still a great game that looks incredible. Like, right, right. yes, it looks phenomenal on a, on a PlayStation five, but there's no reason not to play that game this holiday season, even if you can't get a hold of a PlayStation 5 for whatever reason. Like, it's a phenomenal experience, even on PlayStation 4. Um, so, I, I, but I think that as these, as the generation firmly takes hold and these games are not made as cross-gen games, that they are just made as PlayStation 5 games, they will 
kind of remove that option from from the end user and and make the kind of experience that they want to make. Now, having said that, I'm a big fan of traced rays. I I, I dig me some traced rays. I think mm-hmm. it is dramatic and beautiful uh, in in a lot of games. If you haven't played the game Control mm-hmm. uh, with traced rays, by the way, the update for the new gen consoles for control has been delayed which is a bummer yeah. because that game could be a showcase on those new machines that as well. That game basically killed the last systems. Like that was the game where it was like, "Oh, we need we need yeah. new machines because this is embarrassing." <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I played it on PC with with the uh, ray tracing, you know, capability and it's it's staggering. I mean, it, it really is a dramatic difference to have that true version of how light is is behaving in in a game world. And I think we're going to get get there. But you're right. High frame rate is something that PC gamers have been talking about for a long time. And console gamers, basically, unless it's a racing game, nobody really cared, right? Nobody really talked about it. Everybody talked well, about we it. We got Gran some Turismo. of it with the mid with the mid gen system. So like the Xbox yeah. One X and the PS you know four Pro had that in some titles, and even some things like the uh, the you know the Last of Us remaster gave you a 60 FPS mode, which I don't think it really did the best with that. But you know it was a yeah. thing. But now it's like. It's everywhere and people have to learn the difference. And I I have been basically just espousing you know, the, the gospel of the frames because I do right. think as great as you can make your special effects, as great as your lighting can look, when you're actually playing the game, and especially something like Spider-Man where you're zipping around the city and jumping all over the place and punching people and doing things, like you want all that movement to look fast. Um, I also did yeah. a bit of testing in Gears 5, by the way, which has a 120 FPS multiplayer mode and uh i've been testing out a tv here that can run that and that is that's a more subtle difference but when you're like zoomed in you know with the sniper rifle and every every like little twitch of your thumb is immediately reflected on the screen you're like oh i get it now um mm. i think 60 is like the minimum you'd want especially with this new hardware at least i i, I will just say that to me right I, I guess it's obvious but like the difference between 30 and 60 is much bigger than the difference yes. between non-traced rays and traced rays. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and because the magnitude of that difference is bigger, uh, I, I, I got to go with the 60 FPS. Um, I, I don't know but, if you'll, I mean, I think based on Miles Morales, I, I tend to agree with you, but I think there's going to be uses and implementations yes. for the trace rays that are going to be dramatic. And uh, we're at, right at the beginning of how that's being used. And it's going to be an entire generation exploring that technology. That's I think going to be jaw dropping. I don't know if either of you have had a chance to play demon souls on PlayStation yep. five yet, mm-hmm. but that game, by the way, defaults to the 60 frames yes. mode. Like you, you have uh-huh. to pull it out. And that's interesting. Like how developers, which mode they're defaulting to. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But man, that game does feel to me like the first truly next gen experience. Um, because as much as I love Miles Morales and it is very, very beautiful on PlayStation five, like I said, I played a lot of it on PlayStation four before the PlayStation five released and it looks really good on PlayStation four. Uh, but, but you turn on demon souls and you go, Oh, this is where we're going. Like this is the first taste of what is going to be in a year, in two years on these new consoles and I'm telling you guys, the games are going to start looking jaw drop. It's just a whole level of visual fidelity that we've never even touched before. It's great. But, it, I mean, it's, it's an that, exciting but time, it's yeah. also, it, it is the hard disks. Like we brought this up to you in the low times. It is, 
just being rescued from those goddamn laptop hard drives that we were living with on the old consoles. Like it was, yeah. you don't find those things in computers anymore. It's, it's, it's gross. Right. The world has moved on to so solid, long. to solid state now. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, as I was putting at the beginning, like we didn't, I, we didn't realize how much we were suffering under the, the weight of those spinning sure. laptops speed drives. <laughs> well, I feel like until, every PC gamer has been lording right. that over console gamers forever, but yeah. 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 yeah we had a, a developer on a former dice developer on my podcast DLC a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he was talking about how, because the hard drive is, is so fast and, they're able to pull data off the hard drive. What you're going to see are these these open world games having a much denser environment than ever before because they'll be able to pull stuff. Off. You know, currently in a game like Spider Man, playing it on PlayStation Four or whatever, or, or games like Assassin's Creed or whatever you want to do, playing it in in the what is now last gen. Um, you know, you want to have these big vistas and, and you want to be able to get on a horse and run fast through a world or swing on your webs fast through a world. So the game has to load a lot of its geometry into memory so that it can keep up with how fast you move through the world. Well, when you don't have to rely on stuff being in memory, when you can pull it off the hard drive just as fast as you can pull it from memory, you're able to actually make much more sophisticated uh, objects, you know, mm -hmm in a denser way you'll be able to people that world with much more stuff because you don't have to worry about having a larger distances in memory at any given time because you can just pull it off the hard drive so we're going to see i think not just visual fidelity improve but actually how the game worlds are interactive and what stuff is in them get more sophisticated and more interesting too mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a very exciting time. You know, I'm I'm actually like I I feel like the last generation was watching like um Xbox, right? Specifically the Xbox side like had these big dreams for what it was going to be and then slowly, you know, like the leadership change no, the company it was pretty quickly. It was like within a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. They're like, within, "Oh, no, we Within a couple of years, that stuff was basically all just unwound, right? And and they spent the whole generation trying to like come back from from those big dreams that they had that they had to like that were basically shattered. And even and now, a, lot, a lot of their like, early marketing, by the way, was just like, "Hey, you've got this always online console. By the way, you're going to be paying extra fees for used games, and uh, shit's going to get it's going to check it every day. You know, we just need you. We just need to know what's going on with your console." They never recovered from any of that. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that was devastating was. Um, Don Matrick, head of Xbox at the time, who was like, "What? What do you say to all the people like the the service members, yep. right? Like yep. who are like overseas? They they don't have access to internet, and they can't, you know, um, they can't like check in their digital copies every day." And he's like, "Well, I think we have a great console for them, and that's the Xbox 360, which is the previous one." And yep. that was yep. a terrible answer, and he got rake, rightly raked over the coals for that, and um, shortly thereafter left the company. Um, but it, it, so basically, like if last generation was like, hey, they had all these big, big they're, they're, they have all these big dreams in the big city, um, and all those dreams slowly died, or, or in, in your, you know, as you describe it, Devendra quickly died. This generation is like, we are extremely confident about what we want to accomplish. It's like, I want to play is, games. This is, we see good. where the future of yeah. gaming is. We see like what, what we need to deliver that. 
And um, not only not only that, they are writing the future of how games are going to be transacted. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. and acquiring um, other companies that will give them an edge as well. I mean, Microsoft has been very, very um, um, aggressive, aggressive. Uh, is the they they are about. playing yeah. to win. Like it, it is very clear to me watching them that, you know, some in the past, Microsoft hasn't always played to win. Right. Sometimes yeah. they'll like yeah. dip their toe in and be like, hey, let's try out wristbands. Um, maybe we could make like a wearables wristband. were a thing for a while. Right, wearables were a thing, and it's like they didn't play to win, and it's like this time I feel like they're playing to win. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. You guys get the sense, Jeff? What do you think? No, you yeah. think they're playing to win? Uh, I don't know if I'd put it that way, but I I do feel like they are certainly more confident in what their vision of what they're they're creating is. I I actually get the sense that they are not as adversarial with Sony. Um, there's you know they've congratulated Sony on launches uh, where that kind of was taboo before. And they they seem to be encouraging. I, I think at least the official word for Microsoft seems to be, "Hey, there's room for everybody in this space, and we're we don't look at them as a competitor. We look at them as you know another player in this space, and we're doing something a little bit different." And I think you're right on about them saying, "Hey, you know, we don't need to sell you our five hundred dollar box for you to enjoy the content we're creating." And I, I I think that's smart, and I think that that does lead to less, you know bloodlust perhaps and it's more about hey if we if we got a bunch of people giving us 10 bucks a month to play hundreds of games we're we're winning here so yeah, customers so, for sorry. life you know sorry i'm not um i maybe i'm using the wrong words because uh, winning implies that they're defeating everyone else so that's right. probably not the best term to use but i guess they're like they're in it to win it uh, that's what using win again um more <laughs> like but it's just more like it's just more like they're taking it seriously i agree they're, they're not they're really, going anywhere baby <laughs> yeah they're not yeah. going anywhere. thank you Divina. i think they but, just I, I think they're they're they have a clearer sense of of their goal now yeah. you know i think that the goal is they've really lashed onto something which i think both works for them seemingly i don't know i'm outside looking in but it seems to work for them but also is super good for the consumer like i i feel so confident recommending to my listeners game pass it is it is the easiest recommendation in the world to say yeah for ten dollars a month you get all of this that's Mm -hmm. absolutely bonkers more coming like more coming down the line yeah confident that you're going to get these day and date releases from all these incredible um publish or excuse me um uh, developers and you know that you can play it on pc if you want to that that confidence that there is this huge library that you're always going to find something interesting to play that you're going to have the newest stuff uh and and they seem to be aggressive in adding partners to that i mean Logging on now and seeing all the EA games part of Game Pass is incredible. It's like, wow. So I think you're right. I think Microsoft is doing really smart things. But you also, you know, I, I've gotten a number of tweets in the last week or so of people saying, hey. Are you getting tweets, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, of people saying, hey, which of these should I get? If I can only get one, which can I get? And I don't think it's an easy answer because of what we've been talking about, which is they're playing two different games, right? Uh, pun in- no pun intended. The they are they're it, it the really you have to follow up with a question of what do you want out of it right if if you hey, where are do price, your friends play because that kind where of do your friends too. play but yeah. also are you are you price conscious are you you know do the sony exclusives matter to you because if, if you're just looking for bang for your buck go xbox all the way i mean you can't beat it you can't beat that 10 bucks a month or what like you were saying 25 or 35 bucks a month to actually get the hardware too it's pretty incredible 
But if you're, you know, if you want to play the Miles Morales of the world, if you're looking forward to the next God of War and the next Horizon you know, Zero Dawn, you know, exactly. Like, all yeah. of these really top tier first party games, it, it seems like Sony is the place to be for that. I mean, we're going to see more from Microsoft in the next two to five years with all of these acquisitions that they've they've lined up recently. And, you know, Bethesda, not the least of them, but there's a bunch of these these developers that they've just brought on board and you're going to see the fruits of that come online in the next two to five years. And we may be humming a different tune by that point, but uh, right now the the first party exclusive stuff is squarely in the Sony category as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we'll say, um, and the, the controller stuff too. Like the, the DualSense yeah. stuff feels next level in the way that, the, uh, the Series X controller and the Series S controller is just like, eh, it's another Xbox controller, except I, you know, I've been playing with the, the Xbox Elite Pad for the past several years since that first one came out. And that is such a good controller. Just feels good in your hand. Everything about it, the weight of it is so good. I wasn't expecting them to recreate that for a next gen system, but I would have, I wanted something a little more. Because this one feels almost too cheap and it's not a much. Very, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of situation yeah, with yeah, the which Xbox is, controller. But it, yeah. it's kind of here's the thing. I've been thinking about this, and it's like mm-hmm. I have to. I, I don't I have no actual knowledge. Like I have no inside information of any kind. Um, but I have to believe that someone at Xbox knew about PlayStation's plans for the controller. Yeah. Right, and they decided yeah. they consciously decided not to do it. Right. That's what I have to believe. I can't believe that they were like caught by surprise that like, oh, my gosh, place like PlayStation is innovating with control. So I, I don't know. I guess they may be anti- like, you know, this is not the first time that PlayStation has tried to introduce controller innovations that went nowhere. Right, like um, yeah. Remember, this feels uh, different though. PlayStation yeah. Three, the uh, six axis, yeah, which right. a lot right. of trouble games, because of how that many whole... games had six axis that you yeah. played? You know, like yeah, uh, you're right, you're right. It's very, it's very possible this will be successful, but it's and certainly with Miles Morales already, it's already a great usage. I mean, have, have you guys played Astro's Playroom much? Because that it's thing, the I have. Rules. Yeah, it's so it's good. It's the best. It's the it's best. It's really good. Yeah. Really it's great demonstration. But that's the question: is our third party is going to adopt the right mm-hmm. the controller stuff because? You know, especially with Xbox not really offering that feasibility, do they invest um, development time into fine tuning that stuff for only uh, half of their potential audience? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll be got the kind of thing where Microsoft is updating the controller halfway through the generation and saying, right. oh, we add this as well. Yeah. But maybe also only first party Sony games use that stuff, just like right. only first party Sony games were using half the stuff on the DualShock, you know, the the motion control in the DualShock, or even, yeah. you know, most developers were using that center pad as a button, as just a big <laughs> ass button, map you know? Button. Yeah. I barely knew it was more than a button. You know, <laughs> right. So, so yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. It certainly is very promising right now, but like, mm-hmm. will the time will tell whether it, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. There's a lot in the future that's unknown. It's so, it's so, there's so much exciting. One big thing I want to get across here is it is insane the level of hardware that is in these machines right now. If you were to build a gaming PC that could get you a similar amount of performance, you'd be spending at least a thousand dollars. Like yeah. the and, video and also, card alone is near five hundred bucks. So yeah, and, and also the uh, I mean the size of these things is big, but it would, it's still smaller than a gaming PC. Mm-hmm. It's right? still like, smaller than gaming than PC. Most, yeah. than most yeah. gaming PCs. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, like in terms of like value for money, I think you're saying Devendra, it's a yeah. really good both. Both systems are really good value for money. Uh, but Jeff, what were you going to say? I was saying, and they're and they're both both from my experience whisper quiet, which is wild. Especially 
knowing what we know about last generation, which, you know, both the PlayStation 4 and the <laughs> Xbox One were like, you know, it was it was <laughs> it was not subtle. Yeah. Yeah. They, they also yeah. came up with different solutions for the cooling. I will say I think I'm most impressed with the Xbox Series X's cooling just because it is it is silent even when it's under load, whereas the PlayStation 5, I can hear like I can hear a whining. You know, I know it's on. The Xbox, I can't even tell it's on if it's doing, like, if it's actually doing a bunch of game stuff. So there is a difference, but they're both pretty quiet, especially compared to PCs and the last consoles, for sure. So I want to close by talking about TVs, okay? Uh, A couple years ago, um, I went all in on the LG OLED system and bought two two LG C8s, right? You bought two? Yeah, one one for my living room and like a smaller one for for my like uh, little studio Mad area man. here. Okay. And <laughs> well, okay, okay. So you know, that that's not a brag. That's actually like me saying why this is my downfall because basically, <laughs> uh, I, I thought when it, I bought, we we were talking about this, Dave. I thought this was just you settling on one TV. But okay. Well, I yeah, yeah. I did all this research. I'm like the C8 is great, and and then you know, it was great. Like, yeah. Okay, the C9 at the time was out, and it's like oh well. It has this thing called HDMI 2.1, which allows for like higher frame rates. I'm like, I am never going to care about that. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm ever going to give a crap about that. Now it turns out basically you need HDMI 2.1 mm-hmm. in order to experience like high frame rates and all their glory for these new systems. Well, yeah. it's beyond. So, so beyond that's 4K beyond 60 FPS. That is what you're getting with HDMI 2.1. I don't think that's going to be a huge deal for many people, right? Like even, I don't know what Gears 5 is running in the multiplayer, but most, a lot of games, if they're running in a high frame rate mode, because uh, Dirt 5 also does that, it is running at a lower resolution. So it's running at like 1440p or even 1080p with some games. And then like, you don't need, well, you still need HDMI 2.1 in some cases, but I haven't, I have a TCL 8 series TV, which I just bought this year. It does not have HDMI 2.1 but it does support 120 hertz. Mm. And there are some TVs like that. Yeah. I I guess what I'm trying to get across in this whole thing is like, I've basically done a complete 180 (laughs) on, I I mean, I think it's, you know, I've, I've watched a bunch of like Linus tech tips videos and basically he's like, it, it is a very convincing argument that when it comes to some types of content, specifically gaming, mm-hmm. the hertz, right? The like getting 120 hertz or 144 hertz is more important than having higher resolution. Like mm. it, it, for many people, it is going to provide a better experience or even not, not even hertz, um, uh, like not even resolution, but like frame rate, frame right? Rate. Like Just consistent arguably, frame rate. arguably yeah. having like a higher refresh rate on your, on your monitor is yeah. is more important than having like a high frame rate running game. Well, there's um, also VRR, which is variable refresh rate on TVs, which is a super new uh, feature that I didn't think I gave a shit about. And yet uh, I turn on Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my yeah. sweet new Xbox Series X and it's got screen tearing because I don't have VRR on my TV. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> you know yeah i mean so basically mistakes were made i think is what we're saying right mistakes were made well you could uh, never for, for, on you, every you, level like across yeah. the industry like across <laughs> like it's not just us it's just like there there were not many great choices the tv industry does a bad job of rallying around these standards and kind of getting them all at the same time um that's one of the reasons why the ps4 and the xbox one just launched at the wrong time right it was before everybody was going 4k 
Um, it was before HDR was even a thing. So that's why right. the mid-gen consoles had to come out. Um, so, you know, I feel like at least we're in a spot where, okay, HDMI 2.1 is starting. There aren't going to be many major, you know, video format changes. 8K is coming down the line, but not going to be a big deal for gaming. So we're safe. You're safe right now to invest in one of these no, consoles. My, in my lesson is, my, yeah, my takeaway yeah, is, is yeah. you can stuff, never right? win. You can yeah. never win. Technology will always destroy you. You can you, never you win. You can never win except 8K. 8K is not that great. It's it's okay, folks. I will, I will be, I'll be talking about this for a while because I am the guy that everybody's trying to market everything to. And they're like, oh, people, they have all 4K TVs now. They need something new to spend five thousand dollars on here look at 8k even though there's no content and it would be insane to render games at that resolution sure why not do you guys ever watch that show baskets yeah oh yeah there's there's a, this show baskets where he like buys a 4k tv but he has no content to watch on it so he ends up watching the demo disc from the store that's like uh just 4k scenes from nature on repeat we've all been there yeah, yeah. We, we've all been there. We've all been there. So, but Jeff, you're like probably this impacts you more than any of us because you're you, like video games is a lot of what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Are 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 you, you you? It sounds like you're psyched. Yeah, you're psyched for what's ahead. Yeah. Oh, I think this is a phenomenal, very very promising ge- generational mm-hmm. switch over. And I, I'm trying uh, to think I back, think... like to to like the last gen. Like, did we feel the same way? You know, like no. I don't. No. I, I guess I don't remember feeling this excited and optimistic. At the end, like when Xbox One and PS4 launched, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. that huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was, I always get excited about the new consoles, but I, I feel like this time, it just, it, it the industry is a little more mature and understanding right. what it's, what it's headed towards. And I think, right at this moment, it may even feel we, we may have a, a false sense of of what's in store for us. I, overcorrecting on the on the negative side right it, it, we don't realize how great these systems are going to be because the software mm-hmm. isn't there yet yeah and yeah. right now we're in this weird cross generation place where even as impressive as games like miles morales are it's a playstation 4 game like it was developed on the playstation 4 and then they added some stuff for playstation 5 right the, these are you look at something like last of us part 2 that game is jaw-dropping on playstation yeah. 4 hardware Yep. But when we, mm-hmm. but think back to the games that launched the last generation and how far we came to get to Last of Us Part Two, right? To think about how PlayStation Four generation started and then we arrived at Last of Us Part Two to finish that generation. That's as far as this generation is going to progress, and I think we're going to see stuff even in the next two years that's going to make all of the stuff that we're playing today on these boxes seem primitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So PlayStation Four launch titles. You're talking about games like. Angry Birds Star Wars, um, <laughs> yes, of Assassin's, I am. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Battlefield 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, the first one, um, and Knack, <laughs> plus yeah. uh, Need for Speed Rivals. That, that's, those were part of the games that made up the PlayStation 4 launch slate. Yeah. Um, now, I think Miles Morales is actually better than all of those, but I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. We have now experienced but a taste of what is to come. Yeah. And it's very exciting. It's, it's very, very exciting. exciting. It's very exciting. I mean, you can now plan your next TV purchase around this. I honestly think um, I, I'm looking more closely at like short throw projectors, which are coming Ooh. down in price and are pretty phenomenal. Like for two thousand bucks, you can get a nice 4K, you know, projector that sits right in front of your wall um, and spits out a 120 inch image. And I feel like that's going to be a more and more enticing thing, especially as you, who, who knows when we're going back to theaters. Right. So yeah, 
to me, that's the next thing. I mean, TVs are getting bigger and cheaper too. So that's, that's always going to be the easiest ways, but man, it's very exciting. I like media. I like video games. I like all this stuff. So it's, it's all converging at the same time. Well, I'd recommend you check out Devinger's reviews of the hardware. Very good stuff. And also obviously listen to Jeff's podcast, uh, DLC, um, which, uh, I enjoy quite often and, uh, it has really good talk about video games. So I hope you've enjoyed this little crossover between all three of our worlds on this after dark. Thanks for listening. And, uh, if you ever want to hear us talk about this topic again, let us know about it at patreon.com slash film podcast. Thanks for supporting us. Yeah. Thanks for supporting us. And we hope you enjoyed the conversation. Talk soon. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.